You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. And I got to say, it's so good to be back. I have been gone for three weeks, and even though it may not seem like it to you if you're a regular listener, that's probably because with the absolute dedication of my producer, Eric, we recorded several episodes in advance, and then we did a few best of, so if you've noticed that some things were repeating, then that may be why, because I was not just out of town, I was out of country for a couple of weeks. So let me just explain a little bit what was going on. My kids got out of school on Wednesday. Uh, I think it was the June 28th. It's at New York City. So we go, we keep going to school until almost July. So June 28th, June 29th, we are on a plane heading straight to Japan. And we spent two weeks almost in Japan. We went Tokyo, the big three, Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka. It was amazing. Um, you know, I, I it was in a delightful trip, but it's really not about the trip. First of all, let me just share the story behind the trip. And then uh, I was kind of happy that that trip took place for my body's sake. So uh, doing jujitsu and doing, you know, gym activities and things like that. I, I didn't I didn't do anything. And my jujitsu people are hitting me up going, are you going to go in Tokyo and uh, in Japan and hit some of those judo places or some of the great jujitsu places that are there? Uh, no, I didn't. A uh, th- couple of reasons. One, I'm tired. And two, my wife scheduled us so incredibly, like the itinerary was ready to set, go. And uh, the only way I could have done it is had I gotten up early and She's got us walking probably, you know, 25 to 30,000 steps every day. So I was like, let me just let the swelling in my knees go down and uh, take the break. Take the break. Well, the reason that we did this trip to Japan, and I want to share this with you. So it's something about me. Uh, a few years ago, I, had, I moved to Miami to help open up a gym in Miami South Beach. And I didn't really care for Miami that much. I mean, I enjoy visiting, but living there for me was not the ticket. And I thought, well, I'm moving from New York to Florida. I'll be closer to my folks in Alabama. And at the time I did that, they had something called MapQuest. So I did a MapQuest from Morningside Heights, where I lived in New York, to my mom and dad's house in Florence, Alabama. And then I did where I was going to live in Miami, to mom and dad's house in Florence, Alabama. And when I moved to Miami, I was going to be three miles closer. I was like, I can move downtown Manhattan and be three miles closer. This is not closer at all. So I wasn't closer. No matter what, I was going to have to, to get on a flight to go see my family anyway. And uh, it just wasn't for me. So when I told my parents I was going to move back to New York, and when I did, my mom goes, well, if you're going to move back to New York, you better take advantage of some of those cheap flats to Europe. And I thought, what? What was that? Why would I take advantage of Chief, we don't travel. That's not our thing. We've never done it. And I knew people that did it. And anyway, it was kind of like her saying that back in 2005 suddenly gave me permission to travel. And I, and I did. And I started traveling. I'd, I've done a lot of travel since then. But it was I was 26, I think, 27 before I had started that process. So 
for my kids, I want them to experience travel much sooner and to know that that's a lifestyle and that is education and that is experience. And so when they turn 13, we're letting them choose anywhere in the world they want to go. So my daughter chose Japan. She's a big fan of anime and manga and Hello Kitty. And so she wanted to go to Japan. She's 13. Well, you do it on the, when you're 13 so you can go there when you're 14. But uh, Japan was still closed from the pandemic last year. So we went this year. I had two years to wrap my head around it and get financially um, capable of making this massive trip. And so anyway, she turned 15 while she was there. And, and the thing is, 13, like we don't have a bar bat mitzvah. We don't have a quinceanera. We live in New York City, so we don't even really have a sweet 16. It's not like, hey, you turned 16. Here is your Metro card. Enjoy the bus. So we, um, we, we are trying to get this experience and, and you know, this, this wonderful life experience to each of our kids. And yes, it's big, it's epic, but it's only going to happen three times. And, and we are mentally preparing for that. Now, as we go on this trip, I want to, to make the statement because I felt like there was a lot of guilt being thrown at me from some fitness people, not, not everybody, and some of my jujitsu friends that there was a little bit of shade or what, are you sure? Like, I didn't do anything. I didn't go to the gym and work out. I didn't go find a jujitsu studio and train while I was there. I didn't do anything. I took a break. I took a break for three weeks, for two weeks while I was in Japan. And then I went to the Idea Fitness Conference and the Idea World Conference immediately after. So I landed on Monday, I think the, the 12th. And then Tuesday, I did laundry. And Wednesday morning at 5.30 a.m., I woke up and went to JFK to fly to Los Angeles. So my, my body doesn't know who I am or where I am. So that was a little bit of a uh, challenge that took place there. But I want to say, like, I took time off and that's okay. I took some time off and that was okay. And I wasn't sedentary by any means. Like I said, lots of walking up to easily on some of the days, 30,000 steps in a day. I mean, miles and miles and miles of walking and being active and moving about and being exhausted and my feet hurting and my knees swelling and it was a lot. It was a lot. I would, I would much rather just bang out a workout. I would definitely rather roll and do some jujitsu than, than suffer through the effects of that much walking. And my middle child, my middle son, he and I were like, we just dreamed of like icing our feet and then taking a warm shower. And uh, it was it was exhausting. But at the same time, it wasn't working out. And I want to encourage you to know that that's okay, that your clients can take a break and they can take a vacation. And you can ask them, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to do any virtuals while you're gone? And some people want to stay on top of it. They want to they want to eat what they want to eat and drink what they want to drink and then not feel like they're losing too much on their, their fitness dietary front. So they might still call in and do some virtual training. And that's cool. And I love it. But there's freedom from it. You don't have to always be on. You're not going to gain weight because you had one bad meal. You're not going to lose weight because you had one good meal. 
And the same thing goes with taking a break and letting your body recuperate and replenish and enjoy the vacation for what it is, which is taking a vacation and letting your mind and your body and everything kind of heal and relax and replenish itself. It, that's important. And I don't want to put that on anybody. I don't want to put that on my clients. I'll ask them. I make the request. If you want to work out while you're gone, hit me up. Let me know. I'd be happy to do some virtuals with you if we can find some time. Now, again, I wasn't opposed to doing virtual sessions, but it, my my clients in New York, it was a 13-hour time difference with me being in Japan. So it did make it challenging. And so before we even went, we talked about it with a couple people and we're like, you know what, let's just let's just hold off maybe when I'm in L.A., and doing the conference, which makes it three weeks me being gone, then that makes it challenging. Now, let's also uh, acknowledge the additional challenge that was here is that I took three weeks off. And there's a challenge here for personal trainers and fitness professionals, which is when you don't work, you don't get paid. So not only am I spending money on this vacation, I'm not making any money while I'm on this vacation either. And, you know, one of my guys at the gym laughed and then he was like, you do own the gym. And I was like, I do, but that's not Richie family money. That's a business money that goes into building the business and growing that business. So like it, I mean, I guess it's there as a fallback if I need it, but, uh, but that's not present for me to take and spend with my family. That's not what that, business is that business is feeding the business and so uh i i get where you're coming from and it's not always easy and three weeks taken off now granted i was also in uh california with nasm and so nasm was taking care of me for that trip so uh, it wasn't three weeks off without payment it was two weeks off certainly without it and and i get how challenging that is for us fitness professionals taking the time off so instead of doing this, what, what I did, you maybe want to consider taking a little bit of time and doing what Tim Ferriss refers to as kind of these micro vacations, these mini vacations throughout the year, instead of one big epic experience like this, which is several times where you take a week off or you take a long weekend and you do that multiple times where it's easier to adjust clients and move people towards the first three days of the week. So you can take Thursday and Friday off and then you have Saturday, Sunday off. And now it's a, a multiple times where you can do some getaways on the, uh, the last four days of the week and, or two days of the week and into the weekend. These things I think are very important for us. I think that we need to, to know that it's okay for us to take the break and it's okay. You don't have to, to always be so concerned that you can't spend the money. Now I'm in a much better place than I was a few years ago, but remember when I was 26 or 27, I didn't have a family, uh, but I also live in New York City. So I still had to pay a ridiculous dumb amount of money just to live there. And so I was like, man, I'm gonna leave for a week. I'm not making money for that week. And I still have to pay rent. And that, that's a jagged pill to swallow. And yet once I started doing it, and traveling, my life changed and it changed for the better. And I've had some of the greatest experiences in my life through some of the traveling, particularly international traveling, where I've experienced cultures and 
people and different um, hosts that I would not have experienced otherwise. And it gives me a better understanding and a greater amount of empathy for the people that live in the world around me. And I think that that's valuable. And one of the things that's big too is that I've gone on since to travel a lot for and with the fitness industry. And having that background in travel kind of deepens that connection. So the people that have traveled around in certain areas that I've also been to, but I've maybe not been to where they are, we can, we can relate there. Yes, I've been to this. I've seen that. You have too. And it is a deep and beautiful connection when you can connect on and about travel and about the food in the region and the the graciousness, especially of the Japanese people. And by the way, I live in New York City and there's a trash can on every single corner and somehow they don't seem to be able to even make it into those trash cans. And I was in Japan and I didn't see a garbage can anywhere. I don't even know where they throw their garbage and I didn't see any trash or garbage on the street. So talk about a society that's got some serious things going on, right? And uh, the graciousness of people and the kindness and uh, tutorial and respect. Uh, I had a wonderful time. And I took that time with my family to enjoy getting away and having a wonderful experience and doing that guilt-free without actually going and working out. Now, I'm not going to lie. There were some days where I banged out some uh, AMAP push-ups uh, on the floor and got the boys involved in doing some of the push-ups, uh, did some Bulgarian split squats off the side of the bed, just goofing around, playing around, trying to get some contractile activity. But is that a workout? It wasn't even really exercise and barely physical activity, but it was something just playing around and letting my knees know that there's a range of motion uh, that's deeper than me going into squat on the train as we headed off to uh, you know, Ghibli Park or headed off to Kyoto and Osaka. And I, it, it was a wonderful experience. And my body uh, has gotten a chance to take the break. And when I got back to work this morning, it's my first day back to work. And you know what I did? Wrapped up two sessions and I banged out a workout and I programmed out my workout. And it was fun. It was exhausting. It was appreciated. And I think this evening I'm going to hit up jujitsu. So I'm back. I'm back, baby. But the break was great. And I'm glad that I took it. And it is okay for you to take it too. If it's, if it's you needing a break, you've got to take this time and get away and recharge and feel. And that was the other great thing. Like after a while, I was I couldn't wait to get back to work. And I love the feeling that I just can't wait to get back to work because I, I was looking forward to having a break from work. And the people were like, hey, can we get some virtuals? I was like, no, no, we're not going to be able to. I don't even want to think about that right now. So taking the break, enjoying the break. And, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, I am back. So thank you so much for, uh, for popping in and, you know, help support your clients when it comes to like their wellness coaching and their well-being and, and knowing that that sometimes you got to take some moments and, and walk away, take the break and know that it's okay. But this is less about the clients. This is more about you as the CPTs, like enjoy your life, take the break. It's a cool job, but it's still a job. 
and you know you got to recharge and have your cup filled as well so take a moment to do that thanks for listening like subscribe share with your fitness friends and family and if you got questions for me you can hit me up at dr.rickrichie uh on instagram or rick.richie at nasm.org thanks for listening this has been the nasm cpt podcast <laughs>